in, Pete. I've been moving else, Gav. Where have you been? I've been to Spain. I've been to Spain. Half term in Spain. Lovely. Followed a friend. Did you? Yeah. Well, we've not really done one of these in a while. Where have we been? Have you missed us? No one's missed us, Pete. Well, I think the inbox has been jammed with emails. <laughs> Mollocks. Uh, which is, uh, <laughs> actually, we are going to... We are going to not do from the post bag. We, we've had no post bag. I hope that's the reason most people have come back to listen to one, this. My new feature from the One bag. innovation we've had to abandon. From a failure. Anyway, welcome to Fully Looking 7. Episode 7. We, as we say, we said we'd do six. And then we'd, we, we took some time out. Uh, you walked across Tibet, learned some Kung Fu. Sure, 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 sure. Came back. Moved house. What we've done, listeners, is we've we've really got to the nub of what this podcast is. We've stripped away all the rubbish. We were mind mapping for hours. <laughs> and it turns out the format we've come up with, pretty good. Yeah. So I'm just going to stick to we're it. We're doing exactly the same, except we're now going to record it pants off. Oh, yes. Episode 7. <laughs> Ram Jammed, episode seven, two interviews, Hayley Ellis, rising stand-up from Manchester. <laughs> wow, your voice, you are going for this, but you've had a break. I know, I know. Uh, and who else? We also interviewed the legendary Simon Munnery. Simon Munnery. <laughs> I can't believe we spoke to Simon. And we also watched some telly. Yes, uh, Limmy. Limmy Show. You call it Limmy Show. It's just called Limmy, isn't it? It's called Limmy. Just it's search Limmy, Limmy. We'll talk about Limmy. In a bit, um, and then then we're not doing a feature uh, called Comedy Roundup. No, we're just uh, going to talk about loads of stuff really quickly in a sort of roundup about comedy. Yeah, let's give it a go. Okay, so it's been a while, and quite a lot's happened. Um, the, 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 actually, the most pointing thing about this is I've seen you every bloody day. <laughs> And we haven't found moments to do this podcast. I know. We do work in the same building, listeners, and uh, it is a nightmare. If you can imagine what Bruce, an annoying Bruce, guy Bruce. is on this. Imagine him eight hours a day, five days a week. Hurtful outrage. So where have you been? What have you seen? What's been good? What's, uh, what's been, been bad? Good? What's been fun? Um, I've been on a joke boat. Go on. Explain. Okay. It's a, it's a boat. Uh, and there was a man on it who told jokes. I took my entire family and the family of friends at Sa- uh, Sam Avery. It was a, a very good Liverpool uh, stand-up. Uh, Where did the boat go to? It went up the canal, the Manchester Ship Canal, from oh, Salford Lowry and back again. No invite for me, I see. Uh, no, it was uh, purely about family fun. And was the comedy a family fun time? It was very, very funny. It was silly. It was... Quite a small group of people, quite a serious bunch of people, some uh, uh, mixed of jokes, a bit of totally bogus tour. Um, the, one of my favourite aspects was we had to see how many posh rowing people we could get smiling. And we, <laughs> so we did that. And um, basically, my kids and my friends' kids just kept running up and uh, telling jokes. I was very proud of them. I'm glad I wasn't there. Yeah, they wouldn't tell any of my <laughs> jokes, though. Uh, right, so that was a joke, but it was at Sam Avery. Uh, um, great fun. Okay, but this feature is also about good things to check out yep. and things coming up. Um, Nina Conti did a fantastic documentary. You've seen it? I have seen I've it. I've seen it. Called uh, Her Master's Voice. Yes. 
Um, and it's coming out on DVD, so um, unfortunately, I am going to stop illegally. Oh, Peter. Yeah, Stina <laughs> Conti, who, who worked with Ken Campbell, was just a brilliant playwright and actor and performer, and, uh, and uh, he got her to become a ventriloquist, and she's fantastic. She was on Live at the Apollo last week. Absolutely. Wonderful. Very famous for her extraordinarily rude alter ego, Monk. I'm going to get that, and that's going on my Christmas list. It's really great. It's heartwarming. It's heartbreaking. It's hilarious. You should definitely get that. Brilliant. You also had a bad time out, Gav. Oh, I don't know. Before, before we get into this, yeah, 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 yeah. this isn't a podcast where we judge things. No. Because we're not smart enough. Right, let's put, right let's put this. I, I went to, to a night <coughs> of comedy, a quite a traditional night of stand-up comedy. Hundreds of people there. 150 people, 200 people maybe. Uh, everybody was laughing. Laughing really loud. Had a great time. Why didn't you like it? Because it just wasn't for me. It was, you know, guys at, uh, be, you know, taking the piss out of the audience and telling jokes about fat girls uh, uh, and lots of people laughed, so probably I'm wrong, but it just left me very cold. So well, if you I'm are a snob, that... I'm an awful, awful snob. Ah, no, you're a good man. Forget about it. But we're not going to name names, so it's fine. Nah. Hey, here's some good news. What's that? Uh, the BBC have bought Parks and Recreation so you can finally watch the first two series oh, amazing uh, 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 it's, it's American it's American it's brilliant the first series right. rubbish okay. so if you do watch the first series yeah. of Parks and Recreation on BBC 4 whenever it starts okay. it's useless but it gets so good in the second series they're on series 4 in America Joe Biden the Vice President's just done a cameo it's brilliant. It's wonderful. Such you a guardian need reader. to enjoy. Of course, this is you. Right, She's okay. got oh, I don't misogyny. Come on, <laughs> okay, get on with it. All right, Brian Gittins. Really? Are you going to mention Brian Gittins on the every podcast? podcast. Now, yes, you turned us down. Yes, the Gittins will not come in to interview interview with us. But on December the seventh at eleven oh five, Channel Four, Gittins, part of the pilot. Uh, Nick Helm's got a pilot as part of that as well Nick Helm who was also going to be doing a show on Radio 1 soon oh right. well I'm very much looking forward Nick looking forward to it. Uh, written by David Earl and Brett Goldstein get that in your plus box Gittins no idea what it's going to be like but we <laughs> we very much enjoy the output of Brian Gittins can I also say Doc Brown is also doing a Radio 1 thing so you might have to listen to Radio 1 Doc Brown or Dr. Brown. Because one's a mime artist and one is uh, a stand-up. Well, they're both in comedy, but, but uh, oh, preparation. Dr. Brown, I've written it down, it's right. Don't question it. Well, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, and then there's Dr. Brown who won the Edinburgh Fringe. He's a mime artist, not so good for the radio. Less good for the radio. Probably better on this than us, though. Probably loads better on this than us. What else? Um, I went to see Josie Long, Romance and Adventure. She's coming to Manchester December the 3rd. Uh, well, I loved it. I did again? love it. Um, oh, I don't know. I might do. I've invested in her film. Sure, sure I've sure. paid fifteen pounds on um, up front for a film. Was this before making. or after she didn't reply to your messages about an interview? Listen, Josie Long agreed <laughs> to do an interview with us, but she's very, very busy <laughs> doing a fantastic show about politics and getting old. Getting old. She's thirty. You're such a guardian reader. That's <laughs> oh, great. That's going on tour, and, and I can recommend that extraordinarily fantastic picture of uh, uh, of being angry and political at the same time. And also very funny. She does fantastically silly voices. Wonderful. Is that enough things? Yeah. As long as we don't call it the comedy roundup, we'll be all right. I think we've rounded up that comedy quite well there. No, that's weak. Our first interview of the podcast is with Hayley Ellis, Manchester-based comedian, who we've seen live a couple of times. 
I didn't get to see her in Edinburgh when I popped up there, but she was up in Edinburgh this year with the Comedy Zone. And if you know a little bit about the Comedy Zone, it's is it Avalon? She's with Avalon. Avalon. They're big players. Fair enough. Good for her. Good for her. Yeah, she's the Comedy Zone. It's quite famously, it's been around for a long, long time, quite a few big circuit names have been on there. Chris Addison. Good. Do you know when he was on? I do, because we looked at it before we oh, started. Yeah. <laughs> no, he was there in 97. But Chris Addison, uh, Russell Howard, Brendan Burns, John Richardson. John Oliver. John Oliver. Man, myth, legend. Plenty of them. And this year, it was... Hayley Ellis. Now, the odd thing is, how do we... Uh, neither of us had time to do the interview. I know, I'm a very busy man these days, as you well know. New so, flat, new life. So we needed... Uh, we've moved to the suburbs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Terrible, You man. better believe it. So we needed a, a really top-notch inter- interview. Uh, who could we get at such short notice? I don't know. Frost was busy. Harvey Best was busy. friend of the pod. Claire. Don't let us down, girl. I got dumped recently. Oh, no, honestly, it's fine. I'm, you know, I'm not looking for the judge's uh, sob story there. You know, I don't want to get through like the X Factor to the next stage to a house to be judged because uh, that's already happened. I've moved back in with my mum. <laughs> I'm fine about it, though. Genuinely, I'm fine about it because he did it the right way. You know, he did it face to face on Skype. <laughs> Hi, this is Claire, reporting on Funny Looking Pod, um, and I'm interviewing Hayley Ellis, who's come round for dinner. So I've got a few questions, but feel free to talk about whatever you want okay. as well. But some questions that I've thought about before, um, what I kind of like find interesting is what um, comedians um, were influenced by when they were younger, when they were really young, or you know, teenagers. Mm-hmm. So can you tell me something about yeah. like your influences? And I used to have this really special uncle. And... Oh, sorry, other influences. All right, okay. <laughs> I was joking about that. Don't worry, I'm going to that. Um, influences in comedy. I used to love French and Saunders back in the day. They were they were very funny. I really liked Ross Abbott. Yeah. Um, I kind of liked all those because I've watched all those kind of programmes with like Manan and Grandin and stuff. So uh, Manan and Grandin set the bar with Ken Dodd. They say he is the funniest man that has ever lived. They're obsessed. So if I say, oh, do you like, you know, Sarah Miller? Can they go, not as good as Ken Dodd. No, everyone, the bar is Ken Dodd, so if I can achieve Ken Doddness, I'll be worried. You're doing well. What about yeah. now, who would you say? I love, uh, comedians I like now at the minute, I love Roisin Conaty, I think she's ace. Uh, I really like, Dan, like local comedians like Don Nightingale, I think he's brilliant, obviously Sarah Millican and um, people that are on the, Glenn Wool I think is excellent, very uh, underrated, but on the comedy scene is very rated. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I watch a lot now. I've become a bit of a geek. Yeah. So I'm always watching. Going to shows. Yes. And stuff yeah, more yeah, than, definitely. More than you used to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before I, do, I before I like kind of always used to watch a lot of comedy, and that was my kind of grounding. Yeah. Whereas now, like I go. Do you mean watch going and actually see them, or do you watch? No, them? just watch them on TV. Because I didn't really know any better, um, and then obviously. As the years pass, I don't see live comics and yeah. realise the massive difference. And yeah. Because the standard is so much higher when you watch a comic live than yeah. it is on TV. How old were you when you first did your first stand-up? I was old. It was many moons ago now. I was on the, the ship called the Titanic. Um, it, I was... 30, it was 29. Mm. 29 was my first gig. 
just wanted you to get and on that stage. was your first gig? It was my first gig, but I did well on it. I lasted the full five minutes of the gong, and, and you know, I, I, so I did well. And the next night, the very next day, I was on elated because I lasted the five minutes. I was down to the clap off. I was dead happy. So it was my first gig. The next day, I did the frog and bucket, and I was so nervous. I was awful. And uh, I died on my ass. So I went from elation to sadness. It's life, though, isn't it? Yeah. It's a good yeah. lesson. It is. <laughs> it's like literally like an episode of That's Life. <laughs> it's indeed. Yeah. From so a good story to a sad one. What, what made you do the first stand-up then? If you were 29, you'd obviously been doing other stuff before then. Yeah, I realised. What, what kind of got you into the... Misery. Into really. the misery, yeah. Yeah. Into the misery. Just realised that my life was a mountain to nothing. <laughs> and I thought I may as well laugh about my life, seeing as everyone else does. So that's why. No, um, I I was really, I was a massive comedy fan anyway. Um, and I was just kind of, I, I kind of uh, was really interested in comedy writing. And because I'd done writing before this, I'd done mm. like sketches and stuff like that. And I performed in a sketch group. Mm. Um, so I did a comedy course, mm. um, which is kind of really good for getting you out there and doing it. I wouldn't necessarily recommend them to kind of teach you about comedy because they don't but they're really good for getting you out there and getting you gigging so for that you know really grateful so yeah mm. edinburgh yes you did i did how was it it was lovely uh i did a part of the comedy zone which is a a, a showcase for up-and-coming comedians yes uh, and i was the oldest one there everyone <laughs> in the 20s with three very attractive young men Perfect. Uh, and me so i was like the cougar um but it was ace. It was really good because you have your amazing shows and you have yeah. your horrible shows where there's about 10 people in. So, yeah, it was really good. Was it every night? Every night for... How many nights was it? 27 nights? Yeah. Wow. Mm. That's hard going. It's like a proper job. That's hard going. Yeah. Did you find it was easier at the beginning or did you get into the swing of it? I kind of get... You get into the swing of it because when you first start, you're really nervous because Edinburgh is this big showcase and you want to do well. Yeah. So all this pre- you feel like pressure. And then as you get more and more confident. So since coming back from Edinburgh, I feel loads more confident now than what I was before. Mm. I think it has helped me improve tenfold. How is it? Because just confidence. Just... And like that, that kind of feeling. Because if you're at Edinburgh, if you have a gig and it's awful, mm. the next night there's no, you can't dwell on it. You've got to go in and do another gig mm. and then another gig. So you can't dwell on these things. You can't kind of... It pushes you. Though, yeah, it, it pushes you. To, yeah, so if, you know, it really, really, really helps. Yeah. A lot. Um, so who did you see in Edinburgh that you kind of loved? Um, I've got funny stories about who I've seen. This is not that funny, but basically my mum come up and she's really unimpressed by everyone. Like, she never smiles or anything. She's lovely. <laughs> I'm not making her out to be some kind of pseudomasochist. <laughs> but I was, was in the Pleasance Courtyard and there was lots of famous people around and I was saying to her, thinking she'd be impressed. I was like, well, there's Tim Vine. She was like, oh, I don't know who he is. Do I? And I was like, okay. And then someone else walked past and said, oh, there's, you know, Matthew Kelly. Well, I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what he is. And then Nicholas Parsons walked out the room and her face lit up and she went, Oh I know I know him. And I said, What's he famous for? And she went, Blockbusters. So no, that was Bob Olness' mum and his dad. And she went, Oh well, I don't know who he is then and <laughs> went back to being miserable. And my mother And that was your evening with your mother. Yeah, it was lovely. Did no, she stay up for long or? she came up for a few days. It was very nice. Because I got proper meals when she was like, <laughs> yeah, and she bought me a cardi. I was going to say, did she buy you new pair of shoes? She or... bought me a cardi <laughs> and bought me a meal. It was great. It was like being in a hostel. <laughs> it's some clean clothes and some food. <laughs> um, but but it, uh, I really enjoyed Roisin Connerty's show. I mm. thought she was ace, but like I said, I'm a fan of hers anyway. Uh, I really enjoyed Dan Nightingale's show. Mm. I've mentioned these before. Yeah, I, I mean, every show I went to see was different in its own way. Mm. So it was nice to watch a kind of variation of yeah. like people and. 
because a lot of people... There's so much to see that yeah. you're going to get complete different shows wherever, aren't you? Yeah, and... absolutely. Yeah, but no, it was ace. I really enjoyed it. One of the things that interests me is when I see comedians, you know, you see them start out as kind of, you know, doing kind of stand-up, and then eventually down the line you end up seeing them do a sitcom or mm-hmm. they'll do something else. Do you have, like, any sort of plan what you'd like to do in the yeah, future? Yeah, I'd like to pay off my overdraft. Yeah, me That's too. That's the ultimate goal. Me too. That's it. Fine. That's I mean, no career aspirations. No, I'd like to... I, I basically <laughs> like... like <laughs> honestly, it's my goal too. Yeah, just pay off my overdraft. Done. Then I'll just give up. <laughs> See, yeah. Die happy. Um, I probably will die by the time it's paid off. I, I just want to kind of be a successful comedian. I want to get better. I just want to get better all the time, be the best that I can be. So that's my goal, yeah. just constantly improving and kind of want to maybe appeal to a kind of wider audience yeah. and be able to do my own shows at Edinburgh, do like my own hour show yeah. at Edinburgh and have people come and watch me because they enjoy my comedy. That would be that would be nice. We were talking before the interview about you doing some writing, mm-hmm. sketch writing. Is that yes. something that sort of... Yeah, I'm hopefully going to do some writing for radio, which is nice because it's not something that I've done before. Um, so you, and you don't have to brush your hair to do it. Yeah. So that is plus that's great i'm not brushing my hair for this podcast however sorry great. it looks really good bed bed hair yeah is that what they call what it they call it yeah sweathead that's what they call <laughs> it sweaty head sweaty head syndrome <laughs> yeah i just want to do what was the question I'm was, um, you, you, um, sketch writing I yes just, i'm writing sketches i can personally i can imagine you in d- doing some sort of i'm very vivid ske- yeah i'm very vivid with me comedy i like i very yeah. i see things visually yeah rather than, kind of in words so there's a lot of things that you can't do through stand-up yeah. which you could do in sketch which would be nice like certain stories which you which are lovely stories that i have but they would never work on stage, on stage. so to do them in sketch would be would... so can you imagine doing that one day then would that be oh, yes. amazing i would i would most definitely like to do that i have a funny sketch but i don't want to share on here because people might rob it and i guess it wouldn't work on radio anyway because Won't work uh, because uh we can't act it out i mean we could act it out but no one would be able to uh appreciate it no except for us yeah maybe that's such a bad thing yeah maybe we let's move on (laughs) okay well to be honest i'm kind of running out of questions oh right okay um because i didn't want it to go on you know too long i wanted to get it's upsetting because i listened to the kate tracy one it went on for a lot longer than this i feel it's favoritism probably a bit too long maybe is that because of gav though no i'm joking (laughs) um (laughs) i've really enjoyed talking to you about um comedy and stuff because it's really nice to listen to where you've got your inspiration from Thank you. And thank you very much for coming It's on enjoyable. And also that Claire made me tea and it was very nice. <laughs> but if you don't hear from me after this podcast, please just send your well wishes. I don't want people to spend money on flowers. I just want people to be happy. So maybe come the funeral and wearing a... People go to funerals about saying, I want them to enjoy my life. I wouldn't want that. I want people to be miserable. So if you're listening to this, this is I a agree. tribute to I want everyone to be very sad, crying. Yeah. I want them to wear black. I want everything black. Yeah. Everything. I want it to look like a goth's bedroom. Yeah. Food, black. Everything. Yeah, everything. Burn, burn, burn food. Burn food. Yeah, yeah, I think I'll give yours a miss. I like right. a buffet. Thanks very much. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you. Well, that was a lovely thing. Thank you very much to, to all involved. Um, what I would say is I enjoyed the outro where they slagged you off. Oh, <laughs> hey, that was very nice. No, but i tell you what the most impressive bit was. That five-minute beat the, beat the frog victory. Very impressive. Manchester stand-up nights. So if that first gig, the first five minutes, not gone off. Fair play to her. No wonder she's on the comedy zone.
Well, we've seen her a couple of times, and the night, the first night we saw her, straight away said, definitely the funniest on the bill. No doubt. She's got a very likeable charm about her. Which didn't come across in the interview. No, it did. It did. I blame the interviewer. But definitely the likability factor and the fact that it's just, it, it's just funny stories that are being told to you and you instantly warm to her and warm to the stories and from there on, you just in a good place. There was only one bit for me where Claire asked him that really good question about where do you want to go and Ellie answered, oh, and I just let her Bollocks. Rubbish. There's a plan there, Ellis. What is it? Is it Mock the Week? Is it one of the... No, very, very admirable. And if, if you go go and search Hayley Ellis, you can see she's gigging all over the place now. Uh, very funny Twitter feed. Yep, you can find her at Hales underscore Ellis. If only she joined sooner, it would have been more convenient for podcast people. And HaleyEllisComedy.com. Lovely stuff. What I would say, though before we do move on, is that I have been insulted a bit in that interview. Why is that? Why is that I mean? was the man who made that dinner. Oh. And it was delicious. The insinuation was that Claire made the dinner. She made dinner. She did the interview. She didn't do the washing up. I'm certain of that. So it, It's been put right now. Don't yeah. worry. It's out there. You made dinner. It's very needy. <laughs> If you're a cat owner, you might sometimes wonder, do you own the cat? Or does the cat own you? It's you that owns the cat, you daft bastard. So we're going to talk about Limmy's show, which is... Um, Limmy. 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 <laughs> right, let's talk about him now. It's bon- yeah. Now uh, we've introduced him so well. well Limmy. It's just a word you want to say. Limmy. <laughs> Who is the creation of Brian Limond? I don't think he's a creation. I think if one, you, you look at Limmy. Yeah. He is Limmy. Okay. And we seem to, you seem to suggest you know him so well because you read avidly his Twitter feed. I don't think you've got, if you follow him, you haven't got a choice. You've got a button. <laughs> at Daft Limmy. You don't have a choice. <laughs> I, would, I would definitely argue he's one of the best people on Twitter. Definitely. And I love it. He has breakdowns. Yeah. He trolls people remorselessly. Uh, if go, go to, to The Guardian. He wrote a brilliant article on the benefits of trolling. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is just one of the best pieces of trolling you'll ever see. And if you can take the piss out of The Guardian's comment section, then you're a, then you're a good absolutely. guy. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I also find that quite often I'll be just in bed reading a football quarterly and I'll look over and Claire, friend of the pod, will yeah. be... Uh, Reading Limmy's Twitter feed and giggling away to herself. So. <laughs> That's a bit worrying on many levels. <laughs> so Limmy's show series three has just started on BBC Scotland and of course on the iPlayer. On the old iPlayer. Only exclusively on BBC Scotland, which is a bit odd. Terrible decision, considering what's on BBC Two there. Are we allowed to watch it? I presume so. It's very Scottish. <laughs> it is very Scottish indeed. Um, so here's a clip. I'm going to say something to you right now that I've never said to another living soul in my life. That was very Scottish. Uh, extraordinarily Scottish. And beautiful for for being Scottish too. Um, we've just watched episode one again, which if you are listening to this just after we published, will still be on iPlayer. I've seen it before. I giggled. You've 
First time you've seen it? Well, I've watched a lot of his clips on YouTube before. If, if you are on Brother YouTube more now, you've got to search for Limmy Requiem, okay. which is the darkest, scariest thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah. And you've got to search for Wrong Way Down the One Way Street. Absolutely. They're big too. But then this show, um, I find we giggle through some of it and yeah. some of it didn't work so well. But for half an hour, and it's, so many ideas, there's so many so bonkers many ideas. things going on. I really, really... And there's some of those episodes, some of those little sketches really perturbed me <laughs> there's a guy in a bar drawing on a handkerchief it didn't really, like that, did I, really I, I really didn't like <laughs> it it really made me feel uncomfortable which is entirely what it's designed to be uh, but but some fantastically short funny little skits and um, and there's these returning characters all the way through and um, uh, just just bonkers yeah you've got to look out for Raymond Day um, no that's yes He's awful. But sadly, <laughs> sadly as a character, he's a psychic, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, giving people what they want to hear, perhaps, with a bit of a twist. Um, can't, can't recommend it enough. It's, it's great. And uh, I'm, I, I'm sure that previous Limmy series have been repeated on BBC across the rest of... Well, the sort of people I follow on Twitter, aside from Limmy, like your comedians, your mainstream comedians, a lot yeah. of people are saying it should be on. And I completely yeah. agree with it. It's very refreshing to see a sketch show with so many interesting ideas going on. Yeah. And quite quite evidently, uh, from the very dark mind of one man, which I really like as mm-hmm. well, it's definitely a very small supporting cast who are just fantastic uh, throughout that. Go, go and search it out. Uh, I, I've got a theory though if if Brian Limond ever met us he'd really hate us <laughs> within 30 seconds of it starting oh god that's with your declaration that was my right. declaration We are. this is one of the time we're not going to overtly push this to somebody on Twitter no <laughs> <laughs> we, we love it we find it very funny but he'd hate us I don't know I think most do I ain't you Do you remember episode two of the podcast, Pete? I think they were still the podcasts where I was drinking heavily to try and get through them. Can you remember one thing about podcast two? Um, uh, at all. <laughs> we did talk about Simon Winnery's DVD, Hello. Yeah, I know that because I reminded you. Tell me one more thing we did on that podcast. Don't know. We, uh, we interviewed Lawrence Clark amongst other things. Oh, but yes, that was a good one. <clears throat> it was a great one. Great interview. Um, we, we did talk about Simon Winnery's Hello. A Go Faster Stripe recommendation. There's an obsession going on here. Uh, and we talked about it extensively. Go and have a listen to that. Because we had a we had a, a weekend, didn't we? We had a lovely weekend, Gabby. You, you put me up in your house yeah. and uh, in Liverpool. Yeah. And it was the Liverpool Comedy Festival. What I'd it say was. about the Liverpool Comedy Festival, they had some good stuff on, but they also had the worst website in the world. It was it was a difficult one to uh, <laughs> Uh, and, and actually, what was quite stressful about it was trying to book tickets for one of the two things we saw. And coincidentally, Peter Jones, both of the things we saw were Simon Munro. Indeed, they were. The first night he was doing stand-up, yep. which was what we're going to talk about now. And then after that, he did La Concepta. But what, what happened in between, Peter Jones? Um, oh, he took us for a lovely breakfast. Other than that? Oh, we also interviewed... Simon Munnery himself. This, you know, this is like this is I, this is the end of the podcast for me. I have interviewed Simon Munnery very badly. May I add? Well, they can be the judge of that yes. shortly. Uh, and what more do we need to do? Well, for me, actually, this whole podcast, in not too much of an emotional X Factor way, has been a bit of a journey mm-hmm. because it's about getting back into things that I've 
and going to see comedy that I wouldn't usually do, you know, completely out of the habit, not knowing where to go to see anything half decent. And Munnery is a name that just keeps coming up every time you listen to every time you listen to anybody you like, they will name check him. Yeah. So to actually finally get to the stage where we're going to see him was was like a great moment. And he did um, his Venn diagram of art and comedy, which mm. we which we touched on on the interview, which is kind of like one of his sort of seminal moments, I think. And it's on that DVD that we also um, yeah. talked about. Well, because he, he he was part there as part of the Liverpool Biennial, the the big art festival in Liverpool but it was a it wasn't even a comedy club it was a music venue he was on he shared the bill with an artist as well um, but it was his stand up set that we saw the night before lots of bits and pieces bits and pieces mm-hmm. I'd seen before bits and pieces I hadn't really charming uh, really very friendly uh, very funny that fantastic marker of Simon Munner is that his wordplay One, he did, I was really hoping he'd, he'd do um, his Sherlock Holmes monologue uh, which I really love, and just go looking on YouTube for his performance of Sherlock Holmes. Uh, but, it's, but there's some really lovely bits and pieces. And, and did he live, live up to your expectation as a stand-up? He did, yeah, but there was also songs and there was poems and there was all sorts. And I think at first, when I saw him live, he's quite a sort of a fragile-looking chap, a quite odd-looking chap. I think that's fair enough to say, isn't it? Well, I'm not necessarily sure it is, actually. <laughs> oh, that's fair enough. But, like, so I was sort of um, almost worried about the way he was on stage. But he's just, he's been doing it for so long yeah. that you know that if anybody had stepped out a line, he is would it, have dealt with it like an well, absolute legend. Well, here's legend. a nerdy, nerdy thing I'm going to say about, about that performance. Over and above the fact I thought it was beautiful and funny and everything it should be. Amazing, amazing mic technique. He was a master of the mic. <laughs> now, that's so nerdy that I've ostracised all of our listeners and they've switched off. So come back, come back. We've got the interview with Simon in a bit. But but, but absolutely, uh, seemingly at home, but yeah, there was that. But is that fragility his persona? I think it must be, yeah. I think there must be ways to cope while being on stage. Yeah. Um, well, I'll tell you what we're going to do. Tell you what we're going to do. Um, we're going to listen to the interview. I think before we listen to the interview, you should apologise for the quality of the recording <laughs> and explain a little about what okay, we were. Okay, yeah, we were, uh, we, we, seemingly, we were at a comedy gig in a music, big music, well, you know, a small, relatively small music venue in Liverpool, but at the same time, every hipster, young, old, Disgusting. arty type was at a party outside, out the back. So when we went to find somewhere to interview him quietly, there was nowhere. So the first, so so the sound quality, first of all, it isn't brilliant, but it gets better because I changed the setting on the mic. I have this giant, stupid mic, uh, which I'm trying to thrust into his face, slightly embarrassingly. Uh, but we had a lovely, lovely chat, and once, once you know, uh, it, it, stick with it because the quality gets better. Uh, and listen out for the sound of the toilet downpipe. <laughs> It's just going to be background noise. There's going to be lots of background noise. Is that odd, uncomfortable start of an interview where, where we're, being unprofessional, we don't know where to start? But we are sitting here with Simon Munnery after. Hello. 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 Uh, um, Simon Munnery, artist or comedian? Yes, 20 good a week. <laughs> because we've just, uh, we've just shared your. You've just shared with us our gig at the Liverpool Comedy Festival, but it's actually. Biennial sponsored. I think it's Biennale. Biennale. Oh, sorry. Biennial. We're a bit. Um, no, it's, bi- it's biennial up biennial. here. We're, biennial. Uh, we crossed the Mersey. We're north of yeah. the Mersey. Biennial. And you shared with us on, uh, if that, that background. That noise in the background is the toilets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 
So, it's considering the, the Venn diagram you shared with us of uh, artist stroke comedian, yeah. uh, uh, where, where was tonight sitting? Well, about halfway, I think. Yeah. It's just my definitions, really. I don't know. It doesn't really matter what the thing is. If you like it, you like it. You don't, you don't. Oh, we like what, it. what is art? I don't know. <laughs> Eleanor Roosevelt uh, famously said uh, her definition of the purpose of art is the purpose of art is to comfort the disturbed and disturb the comfortable. It's quite a nice definition of what the purpose of art is. Though I imagine it was a nightmare around her house when she got one of her art heads on. <laughs> You'd just be getting comfortable and she'd leave out of her comfort. And then uh, once you're all disturbed, she'd come for you. Um, yes, no, I don't know. I know what art is. No, I don't. But, but you know, looking up and reading about you, people use that term. But you, are you a c- comedian, a troubadour? No, just do, do what I do. Yeah. I don't what do you do? Know. What do you do? I do, I do comedy, you know, in comedy clubs, so that makes me a comedian. I never used to say I was a comedian, but... After all, you get bored of lying. So, <laughs> so yeah, so I do comedy clubs, but... What, what, my show isn't quite the most, I don't know, mainstream. I don't know what it is. It works. Mainstream, that's a word, though. Yeah, that's not a bad word, either. I don't even mind that. It, I don't mind that word. What does it mean? What does know. it mean anymore? I know, but you, you often find more interesting things on the fringe. Like on the fringe of a town, the edge of a town. Like nothing in the dead centre. You know, shops and your, your big things. There's always, like, life, things being alive, a bit, a bit shoddy, a bit... Coming, you know. But are you drawn to, the, to that fringe, or because obviously you know, in, in terms of comedy, Ed, Ed Fringe, your name last twenty years, twenty five years, it's 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 like connected to it. Yeah. But but you know, I love the stand, and I was there this year. I couldn't get a ticket for your show. So it bombed up. So Buy one. <laughs> couldn't get it. Oh, I couldn't get it. I couldn't oh, even yeah. get it queuing up. Oh, right. um, I can't, couldn't even pronounce it this year. What was Feilmacher? Feilmacher. Yeah, it was a good one. But you gave up. You gave up being in the audience. You gave up being on stage this year. Uh, I tried. Yeah, it's something I took, uh, something I did uh, um, twelve years ago for a little bit, for about ten minutes, we did a show, and then uh, sort of came back to it, which is to um, just uh, sitting in the audience was a new thing. Because before I'd done it, like, I was backstage. But basically use the camera and a video projector in the same way that normal comics use a microphone and amplifier like it's very standard you go to any comedy club or the, the microphone is what uh, the technological advancement that makes stand-up comedy different from the musical I think because the musical you know you know in those days you'd have to wait for people to stop laughing before you tell your next joke what mic allows you to do is ride the laugh so you can tell a joke. I mean, there's, there's a technique using mic. You mean you can say something very quiet in a quiet voice and everyone can hear it. It's an amazing thing. It's an instrument to be used by jazz singers and, and what have you. Well, I, my thought was, ah, oh, maybe the camera amplifies the face in the same way and it's an instrument to be used live. So everyone's familiar with looking at a face on a screen. Everyone is familiar with talking into a camera. I'd stick it on YouTube or whatever, but no one apart from me 12 years ago has put the two together and I just thought oh, I'll just give it a whack and see how it goes and um, it went well so are you touring it this year? I think the pl- plan is to do it uh, not very beginning of next year like Jan- uh, late January February like a run in London then a tour and then take it around the world a bit so that idea of returning something that was 12 years before I'm, I'm reading um, again another Go Faster Strike because we last month we talked to Chris Evans from, from there and had a lovely chat what a lovely man um, I've been reading the Robert Ringan piece on the clubs. Now, you, now I pronounce it differently to somebody I was talking to. Clube Zarathustra. Clube. Two U's. Two U's. That makes a U sound. 
There's a... As a, as a <laughs> clue, clue, ooh, clue. I don't know what I just made up. Yeah, clue. Do you, do you look back on that? If you return to something 12 years ago, do you look back on those characters, those those approaches that uh, fondly, or is that gone? Is that the past? Is it, yeah, it? both. Yeah, it's the past. Sometimes I look back on it fondly. When I read, I read a bit of the book, also, you know, he interviewed me for it, and... Uh, it was only about 20 minutes because I couldn't remember anything. <laughs> One of the really went, oh, yeah, no, that did happen. Yeah, we did. Christ, we did loads of stuff. I don't know no idea about it. I'm really enjoying it. There's loads of research about it. There's yeah, not he's, many I think he's done a good job on it. Stamp voices of the, of, the, of the time in there. I thought, I thought there'd be... Um... Yeah, you don't seem to remember any of it, many of you. No. Well, it's like, if you think about it, like, even though... Know, say you try to remember school. Uh, sometimes I remember primary school, I think... Yeah, but that was seven years. Like, yeah. I got about three anecdotes and a, a few faces. And it's amazing. But maybe, maybe it's all still there. That's a nice thought, isn't it? That it's all still there, but actually the effort of trying to remember means you can't. It's one of those uh, like little paradoxes about life. Like when you, you know, you're desperate to find something, you can't find it. But as soon as you relax and retrace your steps, that's all that sort of thing. Um, yeah, that, that will probably help. You know, go back to locations. So I can't remember much that happened then. Well, I remember loads of things, but, but no one knew as much as actually happened. And anyway, it doesn't matter that much. If you want, if you want to smoke a sort of thing out, don't worry, I can edit. So. Want to what? If you want to smoke or anything. I am smoking. Hey, what? The digital generation. An electronic cigarette. <laughs> I'm vapor up. No, I'm not, not smoking, I'm vaping. You want a podcast smoking a fake cigarette? It's the future. It's the future. Yeah, it's the future. But if a man, uh, uh, you're kind of a, a part of your approach. I would... well, I'm hoping to become immortal. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the first step would be to give up tobacco. Dips to absorption. <laughs> yeah. I've got, I'm doing that through my skin, uh, through my finger. That would be digital. No, I've got, yeah, I've got a pattern. Oh, let's turn the music up. The music's up. <laughs> We're going to do the interview to a beat. <laughs> the modern way. It's jazz. Just freestyle your answers. That would uh, be... I'm doing my best. Yeah. Funny music gets too loud. We're, we're just a couple of couple more things. Uh, why? Why? <laughs> I would expect a, that. Uh, um, I can cut this out. It's fucking brilliant. Um, you're fucking going mad. I'm going mad with the speaker. Yeah. Right. So your DVD. That, oh, my DVD. That uh, Chris Chris Evans yeah. sells with the hello. hello. He told us he's. I'm going to play this after his interview. He told us that it's completely stuffed with extras. That, I mean, I've owned it. Yeah, it's very long. And uh, so, so I really enjoyed too long. God and Jesus, which is oh, yeah. VH, oh, VHS. You? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'd read it. I'd read a, read about it. Yeah, that's and, the uh, only the only two bits of film of. Is the other one on there? No. I don't know. There's only one. I've only just been told about all these hidden extras. There were two film. I mean, we, we did uh, one TV show, but I don't. Think, no, I don't know anyone's got a copy of that. Or it never it went all right. And um, there's that bit, the bit that's filmed there, and there's another gig that was filmed that was terrible, and that's it. That's all that exists of it. That's quite strange sometimes. I, I, I yeah. I, so, so what else is there? What is it in hidden stuff? What do I? I can't remember that. Yeah. Stuff. Recent stuff. Old no, stuff, no, it's it obviously not recent. It was made in two thousand. And... Oh, I mean, it, was, it, it might have been recent at the time. Digitised VHS stuff. Or... Yeah, I think so. Or you know, absolutely no idea. <laughs> but there's a lot of extras. It's about ninety-six minutes or eighty minutes. There's a lot of extras on it. About the same length again, I think, roughly. Then. I would expect a man of yourself would be would use Twitter, big big amongst ah. the big amongst the comedians. I've issued a Twitch. Yeah, yeah, I've printed tweets. I've done two. I, may have, I might have done three now. But I'm not in a rush. Still, still filling away in the format. Yeah. Doesn't appeal. 
don't know, just like, ah, oh, another inbox. Another, I know the idea of just, well, you, it's broadcasting, isn't it? Kind of, I don't know, I'm not sure what I've, I, I've no feelings one way or the other, um, but in my day, I haven't really set aside a time to do, like a lot of people, it's, I haven't got that, I'll tell you what, my phone as well, I've got a lot of parody of a Blackberry. Um, with uh, all the all the keys worn off it, so um, if I'm in a good mood, I'm in the right mental state, I can text quite easily. But as soon as I have any doubts about what that letter is, I'm stuffed. You know, because you can't read. There's just some buttons on the thing. So the idea. So where would you do it? I spend a lot of time travelling. Well, maybe I should get a new phone and get into Twitter. And all that. Maybe I should do all that. Maybe. You don't that. Have to. Well, maybe I don't have to. Maybe. It, it comes across as an enigmatic choice, as opposed to how you've described it, but which is a bad, a poor choice of technology. It's just yeah. It's weird. Why would I want to say something every... So, I don't know. I, I, we, we, people want to know what you have for breakfast. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to tell them. I don't have breakfast. <laughs> simple, simple answer to it. For a question. I don't, I, don't, I don't eat normally until about 11. Chop some wood or, you know, hunted a rabbit. And there's a, there's, a, there's a good half a dozen comedy nerds now who will adopt that as the diet of champions. <laughs> Spartans. Live like Spartans. <laughs> Die like Spartans. And... Uh, Thank you, Simon. Go to M&S for your clothes. <laughs> Marks and Spartans. This is the way to live your life. Thank you, Simon Monnery, artist, comedian, whatever you were tonight. We really enjoyed it. Lots of laughs. Bon pleasure. And uh, uh, look forward to you at La Concepta. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we're, 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 we're along to that in, in, in the morning. Thank you. Quite pleasure. Oh, no, you're oh, gentleman and scholar. That's it. That's a mic. It's a good mic. You, you, want, you, you want headphones, really? Uh, it, it, normally, I, I do. I do. But I, they're in there, and I thought I was too embarrassed with this. You don't want to be pretending. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. Look, we're, we're, we're in a kind of. The future is here, the future is now. Blue tips fading into the past. That's alright. What a lovely man. Yeah, really nice. Very um, enjoyable. And as he mentioned, the next day. Yes. After the lovely breakfast. Yes, yes, yes. I had the Mexican. Bad decision in hindsight. I like the Mexican breakfast. Um, we went for lunch at La Concepta. <laughs> yeah. What? You need to explain that a bit more. La Concepta. How would you describe it? Uh, well, how would Simon Munnery describe it? It's all the rigmarole of haute cuisine without the shame of eating. There's a restaurant. It's a pop-up restaurant. Pop-up restaurant. You turn up at a rundown shop. Yes. You are greeted eventually by a bouncer. Yes. Played by Simon Munnery. Yes. Who takes you in where you meet... This table, the waiting staff. The matter of the Played by Simon Munnery. Yes. Now, you, throughout the course of the uh, hour-long performance, around a table of eight of you... Just eight people, three performances, 24 tickets in Liverpool. We had six of them. <laughs> Including one for your seven-year-old daughter. Yes, I did take my seven-year-old daughter with me. Who The, the night before, I asked uh, Mr Munnery, is it okay if, to, to bring her along? And he said, yeah, yeah, it's fine, yeah. I think there's a little bit of light swearing... Giant sea bomb dropped. <laughs> uh, she's had worse, much worse. Mm. And actually, her mother, her mother is a one, isn't she? Yeah. <laughs> and actually, uh, it, it, she got a huge amount from it because it was really entertaining, really funny, very, very different. It was very theatrical, and there was lots of sort of homemade props, and it was also beautifully and lovingly put together. Yeah. Um, all the costumes and all the props had clearly been made and brought up that day in a plastic bag. And probably uh, it looked like they hadn't been unopened since Edinburgh, <laughs> I think about a month prior to this. But yeah, you're right. It was a series of very short courses. Funnily enough, coincidentally, there were eight courses. Uh, there were eight uh, items of menu per course. So we all had a little interaction. 
Um, now, see, I want to compare what you said. You described someone you're on stage night, the night before as being quite fragile, whereas for me, this was very, very brave and bold. Eight people in the face, performance, fantastic use of voice and character, and totally absorbing. How would you compare the two? How would I compare the two? Well, he was, yeah, he was completely absorbing, and he was, he was... Um... To me, he's more of a clown. This was the clown performer. This was the... Um, because, you know, Simon Miller is famous for all of his character approaches, and this was that real distillation. I don't know if he's going to do it anymore. Because after Liverpool, he went off and took it to London and performed it. It was a, it was a big hit in London. How could it financially be viable? Well, I don't think that's ever really bothered him. But there's, so, so, there's <laughs> clearly... But I worry. Clearly a ridiculous amount of ideas going around his head oh, at all times. Um, and he's he's going on tour again in the new year yep. with the thing he talked about in an interview where he sits in the audience and projects films. Phylum Maker. Phylum Maker. Phylum Maker. I was going to let you do that one. You did it well, my friend. You did it well. Yeah. That's this year's Edinburgh piece uh, in his back pocket taking on tour. Uh, and when does that start? He's doing a run in London town in the end of February. And he's also going to God's own city of Leicester. For the Leicester Comedy Festival. On the 16th. Do you think we'll get accommodation there? Well, that is the home of Ian Amoira, my lovely religious parents. So, <laughs> fingers crossed. <laughs> I think we're going to go search about that one out. I think all in all, a fantastic uh, Munnery 24 hours. Uh, he's got such... Held in such high regard by so many people, and it's obvious why, because he's just brilliant. Agreed. That's all we need to say. Done. Can we have some stew now? Yes, please. And so we come to the, to the end. Podcast number seven. Well done. Well, two, fan- well two fantastic guests. Little bit of bullshit in the middle. That's always the way, isn't it? It's always the way. That's why we put two interviews in, wasn't it? What have we got coming up? Um, Well, I've only gone and done it again. What have you done? I went and talked to the delicious, the lovely, the charming... Sounding a bit weird. I love them very much. Pappies. We went to see them live. You've not seen them. You need to get away. And I I saw them twice in a weekend and had a lovely chat with all of them. And I'm just... Oh, it's brilliant. Good. Listen to Podcast 8. It's wonderful. Yes, Podcast 8, our interview with Pappies. You mentioned them a few times. Fantastic podcasters. Podcasters themselves and also makers of TV. Um, Flog. Go on. Okay. A website. Funnylocking.co.uk. You've never visited it. I have visited it. When you've been stood next to me. We want to, uh, we want to, to give people the opportunity to, to write about things about comedy, things they find funny, things they've seen. And we're going to start a vlog, a funny-looking vlog. If you are a writer, if you want to have a go, if you want to just try some ideas out, it doesn't matter if you put it on your own blog or somewhere else, just let us know. Email us at... funnylookingpod at gmail.com. Well done, Pete. And uh, I'm going to start sending some emails out. We're going to tweet about it at... at funnylookingpod. And we really would like to uh, run your writing on our website. What I would say, if it is rubbish, we won't put it up. Uh, but we're very supportive and we lovely. We probably will. Oh, really? Yeah. At this stage, if it's rubbish, we'll yeah. put it up. Okay. <laughs> That's so, a vlog coming up. Go get them, you I can't losers. wait for... Uh, I can't wait for number eight. But if you can't wait for number eight, there's going to be a 7.5. And it's not even going to be the bonus podcast because both of our interviews were very short. All right, Claire? Uh, <laughs> podcast 7.5 will exclusively be available, short and sharp, with an interview with Basil Butler himself on Spreaker.com. If you go to Spreaker.com, 
That's Speaker with a R. Spreaker.com. And you will search for us, a funny looking, you will find an exclusive Spreaker content, an exclusive interview. Basically, listeners, this is where Gav talks to Brian Gittins over Skype. Uh, I don't talk to Brian Gittins. It's, it's a weird little place. I sing to Brian Gittins. So just, if you're going to log on to Spreaker.com, it's fine, I've done it. Just be careful. Look Maybe do it with a friend. Stop, I'm not. Look how they shine for you. Thanks very much, listeners. Take care. Stay and safe. Be happy. You do. Please turn it off now. Alice intro outro, Alice intro outro, Alice intro outro, Alice intro outro. How's that? I'm just waiting for an edit to work.